Mocha Z and Kirsten G. Beautiful, strong queens, come and listen to three. Peace and love comes naturally. Powerful, outspoken women listen happily. I love the whole song, but that's literally my favorite part. So we found out last week that y'all really couldn't jam with us. <laughs> we look like, crazy. The way we alone. was jamming, because y'all couldn't really hear us the music. So we tried to change that this week. So let us know if y'all can hear that wonderful intro that was done by Zan's nieces. Yeah, my nephew did the track, and my two nieces did the lyrics. And yeah, singing. let us know if y'all heard it because we love it. I mean, yeah. I'll be all in the ums like I can sing. Awesome song. Right, definitely. Welcome! Welcome! To the new episode of Power Radio! So look, pew pew! <laughs> Before we jump into figuring out what's going on with Kirsten, I want to drop off some knowledge. If you've missed any other promos this week, this tonight we're going to talk about doubt. Who taught you doubt. So get ready. Go ahead and drop your comments, concerns in the um, Facebook Live or on Instagram Live. And when we get to the topic, we'll be make sure we delve into that conversation with you guys. But before we get there, what has been going on with Kristen G? Um, I don't even know what's really been going on with me, but what's going on with this weather? Like, I oh. feel like it is extremely <laughs> cold outside. And I'm I prepared, you know, for winter, but I feel like I'm still not prepared. Like, I feel like I need a bigger coat. So I've been trying to research and find a bigger coat than what I have right now. And it just seems like in Atlanta, they have given us, like, the thin coats. They haven't really given us, like, a sturdy coat. So. Because there's no real winter. Well, I feel like they're discriminating against us in Atlanta, <laughs> and I cannot find an actual coat. Go to Walmart. I did see thing. Walmart really? has some really good coats. Like a thick coat? I mean, they no. had the old school Mary J. Like, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like the Keisha Cole fat. Yep. Uh, what, 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 the bubble coat. What was that called? Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Baby fat. That's what it was. I'm like, what oh, was the name of them coats? Fat. That's what's going on with Kirsten. I'm trying to find a coat. Like last week, I was doing Christmas. I've been all in the Christmas spirit. Now I'm just like, I'm freezing. Now she need a coat. Yes. And See, why I, it's always something going on with it's you. All, it's freezing now. You like, never really know what you're going to get. And I'm still like, I put my heater on finally, mm-hmm. but I'm still looking at it like, I, I probably could go one more week, like, if I could just hold on. But I was like, no. Nah. Just put on more layers. What? You don't have to turn the heat on. Just put on more layers. She, she was offended by it. I know. She was like, how dare you? Layers? You know what? I don't got no control layers. over your heat. You know what? Turn that, the heat on. You're right. And, but I do feel like when you at home, you should not have to layer up. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I like to just be a little free, but then like warm free. But it seems like <laughs> what I'm doing in my head actually free does animal? not make free sense. Like where you just... Where you have, you know, like a little cute tank and, you know, your leggings or whatever. But, but you're going to have like, to turn that heat on. Mm-hmm. It seems like, first, the the, the uh, winter is just being disrespectful. I should not have to layer up in my own home, turn the heat on, and then feel like <laughs> she if I got to go outside that it's just a war that's just going to happen because Ooh. it's just that cold outside. <laughs> it's going to be a cold winter. I feel like Game of Thrones. Like, uh-uh. <laughs> It's not that cold. Oh my it's gosh, cold, Kirsten. It is freaking cold outside. I don't know about you guys. I mean, I'm born and raised in Georgia. Yeah, you should probably check it out. Yeah, check it out. I, You know what? My doctor did tell me I need to, like, 
and dressed in like some iron heels. Oh yeah, is that even necessary? Yes, I have to. I have to get myself better. So if I want myself better, that's an investment. Speaking of getting yourself better, how is the thirty days of September? Actually, going great. I decluttered so much crap out of my house. Like it was just, it was just nonsense in there. I had like I had five robes. Why do I need five robes? Mm, I'm scared. Five days of the week. They wasn't. I, I mean, I wasn't doing nothing with those robes. So uh, there is like a uh, like a soup kitchen that's like down the street from where. Um, it's like downtown, so mm-hmm. I took it there so that you know they can have some things. I mean, oh. somebody's walking around with. I was Victoria's about to say you gonna see people in your robes like yeah. oh, <laughs> So I thought that you know that that was that was like my gift my gift back. I gave back a lot of stuff, and I didn't even ask for a tax credit. Like, mm-hmm. and most of the time, that's why people do give away things. Yeah, but this one was great. So decluttering my home for the thirty days, and well, thirty days of self care. So. That process took a minute, and I feel great now. Like, you, have you felt that clean feeling in your home? Mm-hmm. And now I got to layer up in my home? Like, that is just ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out, guys. Layer up. I'm getting around to that clean feeling. So. My parents came in town today, so all last night I was, like, trying to, like, clean up and act like my house was already clean before they got here. <laughs> yes, my mother so loves me. But I did so much that I have that I've been meaning to do. Um, so I was patting myself on the back, but a couple of moms like, I just got here, and I'm like, yeah, thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> if only you would have seen it yesterday. Right. I appreciate her, though. I do. I truly do. But that declutter part of my life oh my God. is definitely going to be a major transition for me. Like, I've started the process on multiple occasions, but I have not completely decluttered anything. I do have a question, uh, and this is probably for our audience out there. I still have CDs and DVDs that I need to get rid of, but I need somewhere, I need somewhere to file them or to store them because digitally so that I can just like play them later Uh, on because I don't, I'm storing them, but it's just like, I'm taking up extra real estate that I don't really need anymore. Well, they have, they do have services where you can pay somebody to do that or you can buy a machine that does it for you. But I still have DVDs. And a machine I still got what? cassette tapes. I, I, I still <laughs> have VHSs from back when we did the beat. Uh, no, I mean cassette, like you put it in. I like, have a few cassette yeah. tapes. I, like I, I haven't taken it that far. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm keeping those. They make they have little nostalgia. Can anybody help me since <laughs> they want to stay here? Like, I mean, I'm pretty sure like, we're not growing. Maybe yeah. in 40 years it's going to be worth so much money. But right now, this at this moment, you I need to, I want to get rid of my TV. I know. I mean, I was looking at a couple of I have boxes I got a Jeezy like CD. Like, a who? A Jeezy CD. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually still have a friend to this day who so goes and buys CDs. Like, you can literally just download it on your phone. Like, she has to have the CD. But Some I like that I like better, that, actually, because I, I stream everything like everybody else. But it annoys me because, like, if you don't pay your fee and they block your – like, is it really mine or am I just borrowing it? I have my CD. I have my CD. I bought the it's CD. Mine. It's mine. I'm you with know? you. I, I don't got to pay a monthly. I don't got to do mm. none of that. You know, to it's listen mine. to something that I already that paid I already for. paid for. I right. with you, Dirt. Now that makes some sense. Yeah. So I, I actually never think prefer about it like to have the CD record and the blank tapes. Um, Not opposed to. If you're an artist out there, you're still making tapes. Please comment below. (laughs) Hey, I like tapes. Okay, I still like. I just wonder if there is somebody who would buy tapes. Tapes is always easy to repair. 
Yeah. Oh, with the pencil and roll Yeah, yeah you just get a little tape. My first boom, tape that I can recall was the Friday soundtrack because I love the song Mary Jane by Rick Really? I'm loving Mary Jane. My first tape was Mint Condition, Pretty Brown Eyes. Oh, I love that That was my first single. Mine was Anita Baker. That was just that I could remember. I don't know really what my first tape was. And it really wasn't even my tape, though. It was my mom's tape. It was Anita Baker. I used to just love her voice for some reason. I like Anita. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that I never went to see her in concert before she stopped doing it. I was about to say, did she say no, ma'am. The way you set that up. No, ma'am. The way you did set it up, it was not like no. Good. Precious yeah. Anita Baker is still alive and well. Okay, yes. yes. So, hello, you guys. I really want to know how can I get all the DVDs and all the CDs out of my house. I don't actually, if you want to buy my collection, just hit me up. Oh, she's you know, trying to get rid of them for real. I really want to get rid of them. I don't want anything else that I just don't need anymore. So. This is some serious declutter. And she needs to know how to stay warm in her own house that I pay. <laughs> Feels. So yeah. many stipulations <laughs> to these requests. <laughs> I can't wait to hear these random facts. What's going on? Well, just some simple random facts today. Nothing to get you guys all confused. Y'all was lost yesterday. Oh, we were so lost. We were so and lost. Then I was squ- I watched and the then y'all, did y'all even go back to look at the material? I did read what you posted. Oh, and then okay. I, I, was, I was laughing at the video because I was squint <laughs> trying to read off your phone. I was like, I was, why was I trying to read? <laughs> I think we both was like this. Like, I was like, like waiting for a flight line back. or something, but it never came. <laughs> was like, what was I doing? I was like, oh, right. God. So I got some fun ones. Um, so you know how when we all, well, when we take pictures, everybody says, Archie's. Mm-hmm. Well, in the 1800s, they used to say Prince. And at first, <laughs> at first I was like, why? But when I thought, you know how everybody does the little pout lips? So maybe that's why. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> the fact Do you know the first person that smiled in a picture? I don't know, but it's, it goes back to the 1840s. The 1840s, they used to say but why? I Everybody why says say cheese now, though. I just probably because, because you say cheese. Yeah, you can see your teeth. So in the 1840s, they didn't want to see teeth. Probably not, because they probably didn't brush right. No dentists or nothing like that. Obviously, there was in a while. Well, all like kind that. of halitosis and, and probably. <laughs> Practice Okay, prune. Prune. Yes, pout lips. Right. See pout lips. Yeah, I think you guys I can't. Make that up. It make <laughs> well, it is okay. Another fact. Comment below if you knew that. If though. you knew that, I didn't know that. Um, in the Philippines, they sell spaghetti at McDonald's. I can believe that. Yeah, I don't want no spaghetti. I feel like every other friend, like every other uh around the world, they have healthier only franchise options. options I don't really want what McDonald's have now. I was just so, about to say, I'm not a McDonald's fan. But they actually spaghetti. cook, like, for real, like, you can, especially, like, It's probably better in overseas. Way but I have noticed, like, just in traveling to, to a few different countries that those popular chains do add some of their local fare. Well, yeah, that their, makes sense. You know what I'm saying, to their menu. Yeah, but is it just as bad as the regular fare? I don't know. <laughs> I, I think, don't know. I, I mean, maybe spaghetti is a, a big thing in that Like, area. they can't sell different things per that country's right. law. And then it's a franchise, so... I think the quality is way better. You, you can literally get, like, I think I went to McDonald's in Europe, and it was the best burger ever. And I mean, like, uh, I had, like, a fish, bur- whatever uh-huh, it is. But, yeah, or something. Maybe it was chicken something. Maybe it was a chicken burger or something. Uh-huh. 
grilled chicken. You sure? It yeah. always tastes. <laughs> yes, girl. It was girl. It was. I better. will say this though: <laughs> traveling abroad, the food does taste different, and it sometimes seems better because of where they get their products from. Like so. Pressure. Yeah, from like yeah. when I went to Singapore for a couple of months, most of their meat and stuff was from Australia, mm-hmm. not from the U.S. or the lab or <laughs> or the lab. Right, so it tasted different. You right. know what I'm saying? And and for some people, it might have been fresher. You know, whatever. You know, it just kind of had a. But I personally just thought it was just the seasoning, and it was kind of bland. Yeah, and it's just probably different flavor and stuff that they use that your palate is used to, mm-hmm. which is. I was so nervous. Whenever I travel internationally, I'm always so nervous to try their local food because the, my biggest fear traveling internationally is getting sick and having to be in one of their hospitals. Oh, yeah. So I'm always yeah, so very cautious. I always just think eat vegetables. But a lot of people are foodies. <laughs> so when they travel, they like, you to, know what they they like to taste all the different foods. And I'm just That's I'm too probably nervous me. for that. I want to try everything. Yeah, I'm too That nervous. looks safe to me. The way my digestive <laughs> system is set up. Yeah, I, I don't know how my digestion is set up, but my mind is set up to it. I can't think. My mind I want to try all the I local stuff think. there. Like, ooh, okay. And then I, I eventually turn into a local for some reason. I have a niece like that. Yeah, She'll try you. anything, which I think is very brave and it's cool, and I wish I could do that, but Okay, and then the last um, fact is, I know we just went on that. <laughs> if you guys have traveled overseas and you have tried different kind of cuisines or anything, please share that. Um, and the last thing, the dunce cap. Did you know that it was actually first used as a sign of intelligence? I feel like I've so heard that in the, the past. dunce cap. You know, the tall, it's like a cone. Cone. And they used to, well, when I knew about it, it was not a good thing. It was mm. like, yeah. Like I mean, we never did that. I never saw any, any of that done no. in school or anything like that, but yeah. you would see it on, on TV, TV shows yeah. or movies when you got in trouble or you said something bad or mm-hmm. stupid or whatever. They put that little cap on you and put you in the corner. Right. So it technically means that you are intelligent because it's the unknown. It's that I don't understand. So now you are... Or you're not fitting into the norm. You're not fitting right. into the norm. I like that. Yeah, yeah. there we go. Yeah, but until like the 1500s, it was a sign of intelligence if someone had a dumb after the 1500s, they'd start hating it. Then who? I wonder who made this terminology that says it's no longer a thing of honor, but now it's a big deal. It just says that the um, it just became less popular, I guess, in the style, and it just be started to become a joke mm. as opposed to being popular. I guess people didn't like the whole cone head look anymore, so. I mean, it's well, weird, but, I mean, they could have... <laughs> but that just shows you how else. things can just change all the time. Hey, we don't like that no more. We're going to... It don't mean that no more. We're going to make it mean this now. It's like fashion. This is cycle of this life. In. Right, exactly. Yeah. This yeah. is in. Now it's not in no more. Salt. So, yeah, we don't like cycle of life anymore. So, that's my random facts, people. Yeah. Comment below if you knew any of those facts or if you have any... Random fact that you like me to share next week. I'll be glad. I have one. I wanted okay. you to I'm figure out if anybody who was the first person to ever smile in a picture. Oh yeah, I'm gonna smile. <laughs> but you know, if you find that out, just let me know. Well, I only That's asked that because I was research. watching. Uh, it's like a hundred ways to die in the West. That movie. But basically, they had this photo of the first person who ever smiled. Who was it? <laughs> and it looked awkward, I'm sure. Yeah. They probably looked like they was under duress. Yeah. They, they probably had some prunes. Uh-uh. They said cheese if they was showing teeth. 
They didn't say prunes. <laughs> I'm sure it looked awkward. <laughs> Whatever it was. Yes. Well, that's my random facts, ladies. Random facts with Z. Random facts. You need your own little intro. Random facts with Z. Thank y'all. I appreciate y'all. I, I was like, Jordan. Uh-uh, no. I know. You know how we get it, girl. <laughs> Y'all stay Everything is a song. Everything is a song. Everything is a song. Listen, I'm interested to know when you guys comment below about the random facts. Not only if you knew those random facts, but if that would ever come up in a conversation. <laughs> no. <laughs> Most of the random facts that I find out rarely come up in a conversation. But then I've noticed, like, there's been multiple conversations that we've had, and all of a sudden, out of the blue, you just kind of <laughs> pop up. And not that it, it's, it's definitely random. But it kind of always intertwines with something we're talking about, so it's just weird. That I just know. Those I just things. be knowing stuff, and then I, when y'all talk you about know it, a it's lot like of random oh, facts. Yeah. Exactly. And, and then I be thinking to myself, would that ever like, come up in another conversation? Not unless there was else? another Z that was there, and then they were like, "It had to be her." Did you know 1947? Like, <laughs> how do you not know that? Come on, 1947. I like information. I like gathering intel. So. Oh, I gotta change my circle, y'all. About 
All right. Okay. Bring you into the sunshine. Okay. That's what I'm trying to do. Even okay. in the winter right now. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to let this joy I kind of permeate throughout. <laughs> Any more comments? All right. All so right. listen, I'm ready to get into this. Topic, I'm so though. ready <laughs> to get into this topic. I don't know if you guys have paid attention to the promo or have even started thinking about it. But the moment that the question was posed to us as a group, my wheels were spinning, turning. Um, so the question was simply, who taught you doubt? And just as my wheels were spinning and turning, I feel like doubt is a learned thing because it, it typically comes from fear or from failure. And this is just my personal I think doubt comes from fear of failure because if you fear something, then you doubt you can ever do it. If you failed at it once, then you doubt you can ever do it. And then that just permeates through society. So you can either learn it from just failure yourself, or it could just be a fear that's been instilled in you from somebody else who failed. Yeah. Um, and so then it becomes doubt within you. Right. What do you guys think? What do you think, B? Well, I thought of that because I was in therapy and we were going through, I do um, hypnotherapy and part of the process at the beginning is like an interview with you to ask you different questions about different things. And one thing that he often asks is like, name or, or tell me about a time when you felt like, you know, you were invincible or you, you know, and it, it just dawned on me like, you know what, when I was a kid, I never thought that I could not do anything. That was not even a thought. I didn't even have an idea. It was just like whatever we talked about as kids, whatever we said we were going to do, we just did it. It was never a, oh, wait a minute, what? You know, and then that, that made me think like, well, when did I learn that I couldn't do stuff? Yeah. Like what, what part of my life did I realize or was I taught or, you know, that, that something said you can't do this? You know, I don't, I can't pinpoint a place, but I know that there is a significant difference because growing up as a child, even in the hood and all this and the third, that was never even a thought in my mind that there was nothing I could do. I think for me, um, I agree with uh, Zan that I feel like as a kid, I could do anything, everything. I didn't think there was a bad idea. Sometimes to this day, I still don't think things are still like a bad idea. I feel like I should still try it. But I think that there are certain seeds or things are planted that we then are like, we, we take it and we're like, oh, I, I can't do this. And it's like the key words, like, you know, um, I don't know, have you ever been out like to even, uh, you know, being in customer service or being in different restaurants or whatever, and they say, oh, I can't do this, or you can't do this, mm-hmm. or you can't do this. And then, you know, sometimes they try to tell you well, what you can do. But we've heard, I can't do this so many times. We are actually programming ourselves to think that we can't do something. So I feel uh, that it's just a lot of what we allow to come into our lives Mm -hmm. that we have trained ourselves to doubt ourselves. It's not even the fact that you couldn't do it. You know, maybe you're not great at it, but you don't tell yourself that you can't do it. But because we've taken it for so long, through years, it started off as one day. Like, oh, girl, you can't do a split. <laughs> right. Yes. Girl, you can't, right. Yes. You can't double dutch. You can't right. as a kid, you'd you know, be like, yes, I can. Watch. Uh-huh. And you would do it. As yes. a grown-up, you'd be like, well, maybe not. Girl, maybe I well, don't maybe have I it. Or yeah. as a kid, you was like, yes, I can. You got there and fall on your face. And you'd be like, baby. <laughs> well, 
Maybe I can. <laughs> yes. As and kid, we forgot as a, trying. As adults, we, yeah, I was just about to say, as adults, we, we don't that. do the trying part a lot of times. I personally feel like. I like that, though. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't know if I really have doubt in a lot of areas in my life, but I do know that I am hesitant about doing it. So, like, if something happens and I'm like, oh, I should try that or I should do that, then the Capricorn in me wants it all to be perfect. Mm. So I'm going to time it to where, yes, I will feel like I'm not going to doubt that I can't do it, but I'm going to do it when I know that it's going to work for me. So I don't know if that's really doubt or fear. I think it's fear. I think think for me it's fear. I still think that I can do it perfectly. Me too. I just have fear of stepping out to do it. Yeah, yeah. I'm hesitating to do a lot of things now. But not it's more so of like you said, just talking myself yeah, into yeah. all these different what ifs and the what ifs. And I, I notice that, that I when that. I don't think about it and I just do, do it. it. Like if I get the idea that I want to do this and then just do it, I do it like with mm-hmm. no problem. Per you know, not perfect, but very yeah. well. Mm-hmm. You know, but when I think about it and I just start chopping it up, then I'll be like, nah, I just don't even try. That try factor, like, and sometimes that process is so long, you forget about it. You just be like, whatever, I'll do it later. Yeah, I'm actually in the process of that now. Like, I think I'm just so fearful of the what ifs. And I'm like, when did I put this in my head? Because, like, literally, you know, a few years ago, especially my 20s, I was like, boom, I could do whatever. And you ain't still in your 20s? Yes. I may look like it, but I am not. <laughs> but uh, I was like, I can do this. Okay, I'm gonna start eight businesses today. And <laughs> yes, I know. I'm gonna do And I would, I would literally do those. And now I just be like, I'm, I'm fearful of just going down the path, even though I know I'm. I'm great at it. I'm mm-hmm. good at it. Mm-hmm. But it's like the what if. And then you start comparing yourself. Yeah, I was about to say, that's the I think for me part. with that, because I, I'm so used to doing everything, I think the transition is learning how to still be able to do things without having to actually do them myself. Mm-hmm. Because if I have an idea, and I'm like, okay, we got to do this, I'll ask somebody to help maybe, but really, I'm doing everything. And so I'm to the point now to where I'm learning how to still be able to get things done, but let other people do certain things in the process. I think my part is when you want to do something, but then you're asking other people for validation and it then pushes the process of you starting it Mm -hmm. like longer and longer. Then Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, well, what do you think of this? I'm like, why are you asking all of these people? You are the source. You have I can remember a time when you were really stuck in those things. I remember I'm having still several conversations with you <laughs> on those multiple businesses that, <laughs> that you wanted to start. And one of the biggest things that you used to do, and I, I don't know if this is where you are now, um, but you would always compare the business idea that you had to what somebody else said when they was doing something similar to you. Yes. Like where their path is, where they're going, and where they are now. And I used to always tell you, Kristen, that doesn't matter what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Because your path is yours. Like, what your business idea has nothing to do with theirs. It may be similar, but it is not yours. I know. <laughs> and I feel like so you I'm can't still there, about, yeah. I don't know what happened in the transition of me just being so afraid of just stepping out and just being great. I know what I'm doing. I know that I can do it. But it's just like, well, what if it doesn't work? Or what if it doesn't do this? But or, what if it doesn't? Look at what happened. 
like, I don't know. Like, I feel like the only right. thing that's on the other side of that fear is just you being right back where you started. And you, you're comfortable in that space. Yeah. So why not stop, get rid of the doubt and step out there? You know what I'm saying? Because if it doesn't work, if the what ifs populate, then all you end up being is the same person you were or the same job you were doing before you even stepped out. So yeah. nothing changes about your comfortable zone. You have to See, be uncomfortable in order to not doubt. Girl, you I stand on stuff. Just, me. <laughs> just in, in sitting here thinking about it, I think, I don't know what time this happened, but I think the, the change was as a child, I was just thinking about me or even not even conscious that I was even thinking about mm-hmm. me. As I start growing older and being more aware of the people around me, then I started to value the external more so than the internal that I already knew. I guess as a child, I didn't mm-hmm. know I knew, but I had. Mm-hmm. So I started to value the people around me. So it's like if they say, yeah, you can do this, then that made me like, oh, yeah, that's confirmation of what I know. Yeah, and then if they yeah. say, oh, well, you know, maybe not, or, you know, then it's like, ooh. Because you, am, as you get you older, know? you feel like you need that support system, even if it's you doing it by yourself. Yeah. You know yeah. yeah. I think I mm-hmm. think everybody needs support because it's that thing that just lets you know that you can do it and you're not alone and somebody's there to have your back and they're going to just be there with you. Mm-hmm. And that's that comfort that everybody needs. Like I say with Keisha, but Keisha motivates me. When she, I promise you, I can come up with any idea in this you world. You want to start a dog park. And Keisha, Keisha is like, girl, okay, what you want to do? When you want to do it? What you want to do? The one time Keisha told me no, I told Keisha, I said, Keisha, you know what? I, I didn't. Really, I was, let's no, be clear. No, okay. put the hand down. Put the okay. hand down. I was like, Keisha, you know what? I've been really thinking about it, and you know what? I really want to do comedy. Like, I'm going to do it. No, ma'am. I was not supporting it. That thing said, no, ma'am. First of all, she's going to come to me that way. She's going to say, she did not come to me that way. She's going to say, you funny to us. I did say that. I did say that. She's like, no, ma'am. You funny to us. You know? But look, that wasn't. (laughs) I still said that. But the way she presented it to me was, I didn't think, I didn't know, first of all, I didn't know she was that serious. Because I do always support my friends in whatever endeavor they try to do. So I didn't know she was that serious. But I did, my fear, or my doubt with the whole comedy thing is, I've seen so many people, even with singing, or whatever their little public career is, are amazing amongst three people. Never thought I was funny. 
I always think you're funny. So why you didn't think I could do it? it I thought See, that's you where the doubt came. No, I thought you it's could do it. the doubt come from other people. See, it do. What she, it do. What she said. It do. She had. I know other people you blah, 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 blah. So she going to doubt me. I didn't want she you to. That I didn't want, I didn't want you to come and I was to like, that. And that's where it came with from. With that seed. I was but like, here's the real question. She did How did we prevent ourselves from actually getting, like, accepting those seeds and, like, putting it more, it's like more pressure on me. It's like. You know what? I want to be a professional dancer. Then Keisha be like, "Girl, I don't know." Okay. First of all, don't shoot me as a negative person because that is so not me. Okay. And I'm like, "Girl, I can dance my whole life. Why you don't think I'm good enough?" I I would never. I don't know. I've seen plenty of dancers that have failed. I never told Zan that. I never told Zan that I saw plenty of people in the bar. I never told her that. They don't fail, girl. They never got They fail, girl. They didn't fail, girl. They didn't fail, girl. You in danger. Molly. So, but to, for the record, I, I never told Zan that. I never told her she would fail at comedy. I was just, she just told not. Me don't do it. I was just not a. A big fan. Exactly. Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't zero to a hundred on that particular idea. That but one, I, I was supportive. I, but you know what? It's a good thing that I was. Yeah. Because yeah. if I wasn't, that would have crushed me. Because yeah. Keisha has been a thousand percent. That's what I said. So Anything what was that process? Say, That's what I'm asking what? right there. So when I wasn't a hundred, when I didn't go zero failure. to a hundred. Don't, don't do say that. <laughs> <laughs> girl, they going to move you. I feel horrible. Don't do that, girl. Because I never said that. Molly, girl, you in danger. You in danger, girl. Girl, that's not the career for you. I wouldn't do it without you. My reaction was really to, I thought that I was protecting you. That was my reaction. Molly, girl. Don't do you it, Molly. You're in danger, girl. Girl, I went to a show last week. I, I need to protect about. you from all of that. I need to protect you from all of but that. But see, the thing that, the reason why it didn't deter me is because I know that she has supported me through everything. And I was still supportive. And I know I'm funny. Yeah. So, I just really had to prove to her that you're going to support me on this one, too. And we're going to support me she on this one, too. She did that. support me on this one, too. She did so that. So, it just motivated me. Even, let me say this, I knew too. she wasn't, I knew it didn't come from a bad place. Because, See, like yeah. I said, she's always supportive. I was kind of taken aback, though. Because I'm like... <laughs> You said no. You said no. So I said what? But I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I said what? No. I was like, okay, just uh, watch. Yeah. I was like, out of all things, you gonna say no to that? Mm-hmm. But you know, I mean, in my defense, if it was presented like a serious, because when she said it, we were just all kind of just laughing, joking, and we always I said it a couple times. We always joke about how funny somebody is at a particular moment. We were like, oh, girl, you need your own little HBO special. Where your 30-minute show at? So I didn't know at the time how serious she was, but she showed me. She proved, <laughs> showed and proved how serious she was, and it doesn't matter if I agree or not. I'm going to support my friends in whatever they do, whether I technically agree or not, because that's the type of friend I am. And I'm I think the there. lesson in that is that whatever it is that you are trying to do or you believe that you can do or whatever, you have to be, I would say, and what I've learned and what my advice would be is to get secure in it first mm-hmm. before you go tell anybody mm-hmm. or share it with mm-hmm. anybody. Mm-hmm. That way, no matter what their reaction is, it's not going to deter you or knock you down from what you're I trying to do. What you do can't be dependent on others. Right, that, exactly. That's when the doubt comes in. If, if what you decide to do or what you want to do is dependent
depending on their circle or people around you or the outside world, then doubt has the ability to creep in. So I agree. I totally agree with that. I think you have to be definitely secure in who you are, what you want to accomplish, and then when you share that with others, they're either going to get on board or they're going to support you from afar. Right. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing for me that I learned just in growing up and just in this process and all of that. I know Kid G can probably attest to this because we're the same size. I can do 14 teams. Like, I can do everything. Yeah. Like, not because I went to school for it or whatever. It's just I just am built that way. I can see it. You can show it to me or give me the concept, and I can do yeah. it. Yeah. Which makes it hard because I want to do everything, you know? And <clears throat> when I'm all over the place, it's like I can't just grab one thing and love. So it and that might make people around me think that oh well you always doing something like it's it's so yeah. the support that I need or want isn't there. It's those kind of responses that I just be like okay well so what I want to be a lawyer a right. doctor and yeah. a dancer well don't you think I can do all of it I can like, be, yeah. I can be practicing while I'm doing surgery right. exactly. I can be in <laughs> you your can. like five six seven eight new heart <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think, I don't know if I balance y'all out because it's so much Pisces, but I, I think I can do everything too, but the Capricorn in me is more structured. Like, I, I, I want to be able to, yes, I can do that, but I need to do it this way. I have to be organized and, and structured this way. You guys, my brain don't work like that. Yeah, in, me, like in my eyes, you guys are like, not, I can do all of this at the same time, and I... If I do it all at the same time, it has to be organized in order for me to do it all at the same time. See, that's me now. When I was younger, I could. You could say this, you could say that. I could be all over the place. Now that I'm older, I need it to be. It got to be like, no, let me structure this, and then let me structure that, and then now I could do everything. I'm okay with, if this even makes sense, organized chaos. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That kind of came from my my nightlife, my Mm -hmm. times in the club. You know, it's very chaotic. Right. Club, especially when you got VIP in the front door right. and all of this, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You guys know, you guys work yeah. It's yeah. very chaotic. And I used to tell uh, Dino all the time, like, I know it's going to be things that happen random at the club because that's what happens. But I, before I go in, I have to have some type of organization. So when the random happens, yeah. I'm able to pull from right. what's exactly. organized and make this random organized. Right. Right. <laughs> and right. that's just how I am. I mean, I, I get, I have my hands in a couple of different things. But it has to have some type of streamline, some type of organization. And even if I can be a doctor, a lawyer, and a dancer, I can only be a doctor between this time on this day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's in my mind. Yeah. That's how it is. So not that I, and I mean, just kind of circle it back to the whole who taught you doubt thing. Nobody can tell you as an individual what you're capable of. Right, so don't allow them to to throw that on you and, and create that doubt because you can be a doctor even if it is for on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Yeah, and that's easy to say, but you gotta think if you're especially younger. I mean, maybe older, you just have a little bit more. Like you can't tell me, but as a younger child, if somebody has this aspiration and then you got somebody that's like, girl, you can't, or girl, you, yeah, you know, what I'm that's hard for a younger. I think person that goes back to be true. able to, you know, what I'm saying, and then that stacks up upon. So by the time they are that goes age. back to the society, you know, like your my failure and whatever it is starts to be depicted on what I tell other people. Mm-hmm. Just like oh, prime example, just like with the comedy, it wasn't my failure, but because I had seen so many mm-hmm. people fail and saw how that affected them, right. then I I put that down and be like, girl, just 
because I didn't want to see you right. hurt. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it had nothing to do with your capability. Right. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Of doing it. So it, it's just the fear of me being hurt. It's right. that protection thing. So the reality, and even in that, that can you be about. that. Even in that though, that can be damaging. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. because and you wonder how because if you think like a lot of our parents have taught us doubt indirectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they're trying to protect us. Mm-hmm. Don't go do this because of that. Don't go. And now you like scared. Ooh, I can't do this. You know, right, all right. of these things because my mama said or yeah. my daddy said. And the crazy you know, part is I don't know if people <laughs> realize that they're doing it. Like I think like society yeah, just kind of so. trickles down and, and, and becomes a doubtful world. <laughs> yeah, you know, yes. people just start fearing. That's why you have so many people that are motivational speakers mm-hmm. and, and try to tell you to, to step outside of that and, you know, mm-hmm. kind of push you to greatness because it's sort of normal. It's yeah. People just doubt or expect to be doubted. That's where you get the hater thing. Everybody's a hater, yeah. you know. Yeah, everybody's a hater. Everybody's but, not. <laughs> everybody's but not. I just think it's just so normal for people to doubt. That's why people are surprised when someone do support them, someone do even just say, like we talked about earlier, just with you calling everybody some shit. Mm-hmm. Most of the people ain't even used to nobody saying hi to them or saying nothing to them in the morning, let alone, hey, sunshine. That's you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For the most part, we're I'm not used my to <laughs> <laughs> But we're not used to that. And on the average, and I would probably say, I mean, outside of, you know, a couple people in my family and, yeah, probably one I got from college. That little block in between, there wasn't people in my in my life really who do this or, you know, you don't mostly have motivational speakers like telling you what you can't do. Most of the time you run into people that tell you what you can't do or get you or that you just don't know. And so it is different. And that's why I'm glad that I do have friends and family that do say the supportive things that you need to hear and just to know it, you know. I think I was definitely blessed because I can't recall a time where my parents told me I couldn't do something that I wanted to do. Other than, you know, a regular parent, like, okay, go out. Right, yeah. But I meant, like, as far as develop-wise, I don't recall that. And I hear people say that all the time, you know, sometimes your family is a hindrance, sometimes your family Mm -hmm. puts doubt um, in you and your abilities. And I'm just blessed that nobody in my family has ever told me no. <laughs> you my know what I'm saying? They haven't said only don't thing do my family used to tell me that I would never get married and have children. That was a lie. We really? But when I was younger, oh yeah. They well, you like, know what? They never said that, but I'm sure they might think that. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, they were like, "You too mean, and you too this, and you too that, and you." Mm. I think my, uh, but I was fine with that because at that age, I didn't want to. Like, I don't know if that was the best decision. I don't know if you really should do that. Oh, I don't know too much about that, but I don't know about it. It's like, a lot of I don't like, know. Yeah, like, what do y'all know? know? Okay, like, what do you know? <laughs> can you let me find out and tell you this? Right, like, right. You I mean, I guess you could go to college. I right, guess. I, guess mm. I, I mean, but. I mean, you gonna be working too? Like, right. <laughs> like it's like they try to add in extra stuff. Like, this, you doing this, 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 right. and you this. gonna do both of them? Oh. It's stressful right now. Like, it's too much. I know. I've, I've heard my my dad say a lot of times. Um, from his cycle, he know his dad uh, worked to give him what he didn't have, and that's mm-hmm. usually how parents are. So right. my dad did what he could do to make sure that I had better than what he had. Right. And, if ever God blesses me with kids, I plan to do the same thing. Even the kids mm-hmm. around me, you know what I'm saying? Like my nieces and nephews, I try to encourage them to do, you know, more better, than me, better right. than me. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the limit. You want somebody to do that. That's mm-hmm. the whole point of protecting your child and 
and teaching them and, and molding them in something that they can grow and be better. And so finding a way as a parent, a aunt, a friend, a neighbor, a coworker, to not do not to instill doubt in the process of raising or encouraging is a difficult balance for some. And you know what? This just made me think of something. Black pop stars. They are extremely popular right now. For some reason, and their friends too, I don't know if it's just their generation, they don't receive them. Mm. I don't care how many ways I tell you to open up your family and make them this and that and make sure that they're good and I, I can take them to a blue lagoon. And they just, it's like I'm speaking a whole different language. I've seen them clips and everything. It's like the whole part of them have seen something that they can do things. Like, and yeah. it's their friends and I'm like, I don't so know they if think it's that they can't do it. I don't know if it's that they they don't think that they can't, but they're not motivated yes. to be like to, to press forward to and press whatever forward. Yeah. 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 yeah, I don't know if it's because they want it so fast or what oh, it that is. is but it. I, yeah, but I noticed that and I'm like, you know, it just gets it gets tiring because I hate to see, you know, certain situations where they're down or I can hear conversations where they're talking with their friends and everything's been bad. And I'm like, why do you got to tear your day down? Isn't that your friend? Isn't that your, you know? That's I tell important. my kids sometimes, like, you know what? I wouldn't even be your friend. No. If I, because <laughs> why do you got friends? Because they be on the game saying the meanest things. and the, It's like they tear each other down. So it's like when I'm speaking to them, and I'm, that's what I'm battling. Because mm. they're tearing each other down all day long. Yeah. You know, it's let's, just difficult. Let's check in with the comments. I know they booming. So... <laughs> I'm going to start with the comment first, and then we'll get to the question. Okay. So, first comment, as a kid, you don't know what you're capable of, but you're starting to learn. Mm-hmm. As an adult, you know what your capabilities are. I don't think it's doubt or fear. Take Pearson's example about the slits. As a child, <laughs> I tried him, but as an adult, no way in hell. I'm not afraid nor doubtful. I just know I can't do them. Oh, so <laughs> it's not a doubt or fear. She just knows her capability. Right. I agree. I agree with that. But I kind of yeah. don't. Because if you kept doing splits from you, your you childhood up, you can still do it. If you started okay. now and start stretching, you can still do it. Oh, I agree with that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask me to show you, though. Okay. <laughs> don't ask me to show you. Not great. We don't want you. We don't want you to do it. Y'all gotta go hospital no. right now. Don't let us talk. It's hurting. It's not time to get sick. But we ain't put no doubt on you. No, we ain't put no doubt. We saying if you feel like that, you if, believe. If you that feel you like it, I'm in total support. I'm here for you. It. Okay. Mm-hmm. If I can't really down there. Yeah, okay. I agree with this. You just know what you can do to work. And what you can't. You're maybe not the best at. The the biggest thing is you know. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and not allowing somebody else to kind of put that on you, like they exactly. can't do it. And not saying so they're trying to tell you, you know, it's a lot of stuff that we probably still could do, but we just ain't for it right now. And that's okay. That ain't doubt. That's just you saying no. Yeah, it's not necessarily <laughs> that you can't do it. It's just you making a choice. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying I'm not no. interested in doing that anymore. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you heard that, Shannon? Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So our first question, Josh said. Uh, does doubt paralyze your fear? I'm sorry, your faith. Yes, I think so. Yeah. I think the biggest um, hurdle to overcome doubt 
is your faith. Like Zaya said earlier, just being secure in what you want to do before you branch out to other people, that's part of your faith. You know what I'm saying? Understanding what God has for you, your purpose and your plan and your desires and making sure that you're secure in that, knowing exactly what he has for you, and then following him through the plan and not allowing somebody else to drop those doubts into you when you already know for sure that your faith has told you that this is what God has for you and this is what you're supposed to do, then I feel like you're battling faith and doubt and faith and fear. Yeah, because I think faith is the exact opposite. In order to have faith, you have to believe. Mm-hmm. And if you have doubt, doubt, then you don't believe. So it's the direct opposite. So you just got to get in the middle and clear that kind of doubt, work mm-hmm. that thing out. And now I think another thing, too, you have to know that there is going to be doubt. Like, society is now set up for that. We just talked about all the instances of how it creeps in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So even in your faith, you got to know that there are going to be people and things that are going to show you that it's a doubtful way to be, or it's just going to show you doubt. And so you just have to be prepared for that. It all starts with the secureness of that faith in God. I think if you if you are more secure in yourself, you may really doubt yourself less, then you will just care less about other people's doubts. That's me. The next question is, can doubt also be an issue with confidence? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. You can't be confident if you don't think you can do it. Mm-hmm. What that look like? That, that go all the way back to that securing self, that self-care. I'm trying to picture that in my mind. <laughs> what confidence and doubt look like? I don't it know. Goes. It's just like, you know, I think it's more of like, because there's so much doubt that I don't know. I don't know if I'm confident that I really can do this is what I think they're trying to say. And, you know, sometimes people have confidence in different aspects of their life. Like, I may be very confident in my ability to do my job, but I may not be so confident in my smile or the way um, I dress or my appearance. You know what I'm saying? So confidence can be in different aspects I'm of I'm confident in, in a lot of stuff about me, but I uh, don't like everyone sees me so that's my I feel like I'm good but once I like come outside of me then I'm mm-hmm. lost like cause everybody has like oh well that was what that feel like and I'll be like, don't see you I'll be like never mind let me go back in <laughs> never mind you Where feel like other mind. people don't see you how you see you yeah mm. or not even how I see me but even close in you know like in the ramp in the vicinity it's like if if my thought processes are, I took it this way and made people this way. It's like, they're like, ooh, that's so good. Ooh, that's, it's like my random thoughts to say that. But but what's <clears> the <throat> point? I mean, it's okay to be different. Oh, weird. So I don't have a problem it? with it. Me, I personally don't have a problem with yeah. it. Yeah. But I'm saying, when I go out and interact with people that aren't used to me or a person like me, then they have these little things to say. Good thing I'm cool with me because it would make me feel so much better. Oh, well, I feel that way, but I feel or, like it's, it's or you the opposite that. of me. That's where like my confidence comes down. Like mm-hmm. I be, I'm so confident. Like when I'm here, mm-hmm. the ideas are here. It makes sense to me. Right. But then I'm like, oh, what do you guys think of this? And then it's just like, so nobody gets what I was trying to right. say. Right. <laughs> exactly. So y'all don't nobody get it. Gets it. Right. Nobody. So maybe I was wrong. That's yeah. yeah. So then I'm like putting that doubt on myself. Like, well, maybe did I look at this right, or maybe is this the wrong audience? Y'all right. never gonna get yeah. it. And 
that's what I don't know yet because I'm like, yeah. I'm too busy asking the same people for validation and I don't right. really need it because yeah. I obviously know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Y'all just don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where I'm at right now. I'm yeah. good. It's like, I am good with what I know. I'm doing my random facts. Yeah. You don't know my random facts and you're not hip to my random facts. That's on you. But I'm still going to have my random facts. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And that's where I want to be. That's where I'm trying to be. And hopefully you're trying to get that 30 days okay. self care. You're going to get there. Girl. I'm going to get there. All right. So listen, let's yes. bring it all together. Yes. Right? And like, mm. So the, we started off the whole conversation with who taught you doubt. And I was going to say that Mocha says that doubt is something that's already existent in our society. So the biggest thing for you is to make sure that your faith outweighs your doubt. Be secure in yourself and know that doubt has no place when you have faith. Thank y'all for watching. Holla at your leader. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Tell a friend, tell a friend. Leave a comment below. Stay tuned for next Tuesday at 7 o'clock Eastern.